0: Drive
1: you. That's right, grandma can outdrive you. You ever hear that in the beginning of the show? You know you that soundbite. I can outdrive you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's my grandmother. she's yelling at my my father. How's it going, everybody? I'm Derek Purnusiglio. Welcome to the show. We've got Andy Sice and Andy Jan back on the shows, our our defending champions, I guess you could say. <laughs> Welcome back. And uh Now you guys are working together at Class Motorsports or you formed Class Motorsports. So we're all about stories and tell us the story of how this came together.
2: Well, um, it's sort of interesting. So I, you know, this is my third year in ARCA and it all kind of started with this idea that I was gonna go out and like, I wanted to race ARCA and honestly, the person that I was inspired by when I thought of like, okay, like if a modified guy's gonna do this, like it was Andy size. My first phone call, I swear to God, this is not like a lie make the story sound better. My first phone call was him. And I was just like, how do I do this? What do I do? Is it possible? And he's the one that told me to call Ken Trader, And, you know, it just sort of everything's been one step after another from there. And um, I originally was going to bring the car back to Buffalo and I literally did not want to put antifreeze in it. So I'm like, hey, do you think I could put the car in your shop? you know, just store it there. And I was dropping the car off. He starts looking at it and he's like, you know, we can make this better. And then do you want to stay here and stay with me a little bit and work on it? And then, so I started working on the car over there. And then after that, I mean, he's the one I said, I think I want to keep doing this. Like I got, I got a couple sponsors that are interested now after we ran good at Daytona and Talladega. And he's the one that suggested we call Chris Auer. and uh, that kind of got us to Charlotte. And, and then Ted March messaged him about the road course car. And so, you know, now it's become class motorsports, right? But, like, right. he's been involved the whole way. And he's been such an instrumental part. And it was nothing that I could
1: have figured out on my own without him helping me along the whole way. So, Right, because technically you had had your own ARCA team. <clears throat> and you had your own ARCA team. And, uh, well, we both have had you on the show before, but separately. So... Well, last time we talked to you, you had left the Chris Hour situation, you went to work for a cup team, and then from there, what happened? Because that, fill us in on what happened, bring us up to speed on what happened the last time you were with us.
0: Well, like like Andy said, um, you know, he was going ARCA racing. I remember when he bought the car, he came by the Hour the Motorsport shop in Statesville. and he, <coughs> he told me about it, and you know, we, we were excited, and we were still getting to know each other then, and... Um, by the time that he got it to the track like he said for that test I had left our kind of left me in a bad situation my family in a bad situation financially a a lot of different things but uh kind of I was not really doing much um and I got a call to go work at Rick Ware Racing and then uh I did the last eight races in 2020 and then kind of just had to work you know when you're when you're chasing driving yourself and all that it's it's hard financially for a lot of people and when the dust settled from our motorsport situation you know i think my wife tapped me on the shoulder and she was incredibly supportive the whole time and was like hey you know we're we're in bad shape we got two kids we got daycare we got mortgage and all that she had been trying to hold everything together so anyway i got a job in cup race and went with track house and um after they purchased ganassi 'Cause technically we were I was working for Richard Childress Racing at Jack House. You know, I ended up at colleague last year, all the while trying to help out Andy and I I did less last year with colleague and uh, I think it became a situation where, you know, some bad luck, some other things happened and um, Kevin Lapierre big sponsor of Andy and how I got to meet Kevin and and, and know Kevin was looking to step it up into the ownership role he want it was funny he wanted me to come work for him sooner and i'm like kevin you know you're, you're a super nice guy I, I like talk with you all that i said but with all due respect like you know you, you don't um you don't own a race car right now you don't own a wrench you don't own a toolbox you don't own a shop i go furthermore you could block my phone number i'd never find you again <laughs> <laughs> so i can't literally like quit my job and I i was building a house which was part of my like you know we had our first fixer upper home which was basically a shop that a house came with and no i've been i've been to the house it's a great house actually it it is and and jen made it the boat shop the infamous boat shop. yeah the boat shop and jen made it a home you know and she did an amazing job but kind of once i got to working i'm like okay there's all these sacrifices my family's been making i need to make it up to them so just worked my tail off you know and and got really good opportunities and good jobs that helped us get there and kind of do this so we were building the house and kevin wanted me to join him and in his vision in some way and i just couldn't at the time um so i couldn't do as much last year but he goes i'll 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 prove to you that i'm real so i remember it plain as day i was in the childress fab shop um with a college race car kind of waiting like I, i didn't have my hands on something waiting for some guys to finish some stuff up and somebody sent me an ad for two arca cars so i forwarded it to kevin and I said, Hey, you know, you should have these cars. They're two very nice cars. You say you for real you're gonna prove it all that.
1: Right. Where
0: where do I send the check? Right, let's see if this is real. Right. He sends the check. They arrange for shipping. They get brought to <laughs> Mooresville and all of a sudden I got two more cars that I gotta house and all that. And I'm like, Okay, this this guy's real. And as the year went on, you know, we stayed in touch and um i helped andy when i could and like i said last year being being a car chief was a little bit more responsibility the covid schedule helped you, me help him you, you know, were a car year. chief
1: for a cup team yes right and that that was quite a bit of work i was gonna um, say that's that's a grind you're you're traveling every weekend like for someone like you that's come from <clears throat> the modifieds and obviously working a lot of hours what is that schedule like um
0: it the problem is it's not your racing Right, like that was the first—not the first time—but I've worked that hard for my own racing, and and it, you know, different levels. Your family can go all that. So when you're Cup racing, and it was a new team, and it was the new next gen car, and all that, I didn't have the time to to offer, you know, Andy J and the Arca program as much as I did the previous year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was hard. It's you know, it's 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 you love it. It's a great opportunity. I have no regrets. I'm glad I did it. Um, But I'm also glad that I'm moving on and and kind of getting more involved in in something I feel that I have more of an effect on and more Um,
1: control over too. Yeah.
0: You know, I mean, at the end of the day, like it's it's not even about control as much as uh, looking yourself in the mirror and knowing I mean, I'm okay with failing. And how do I make it better? And like you said, a lot of times it's out of your control. But when it's in your control, I mean, I can be the one to blame. That's fine. And I will work on it, and make it better. But um, so the whole thing was just about timing, and, and you know, like I said, Kevin bought those two cars, and uh, we we kept in touch. And finally, about last last fall, I said, "Okay, they're pressuring me to you know sign a contract for next year." Are you serious? And he's like, "I'm ready if you are." And uh, so the 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 he, he went from a sponsor to Andy to he's he's taking over ownership, brought me in, and it was funny um,
1: in Is the it- same. Real quick, is it a situation also where your, where you want to build your dream instead of somebody else's, like you you know working for a race team is cool and everything and it's awesome, but it's building someone else's empire not your um, own.
0: Um, it's 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 different. Like the cup racing is so hard and it, it's, um, it's just an opportunity. You know, I I grew up obviously idolizing drivers, but at the same time, when you're on the other side of the fence, say it loud. And when I was a kid, and you see these teams roll in and I have an opportunity to be one of those people and, um, you know, it's funny. I mean, you, you're a 10 year old kid. You're like, those are racing experts. They are just amazing, finely tuned machines. And then you, you, I'm not saying it's not that or not special, but it's a lot of just Saturday night racers. Like we were right. that decided to go that route, you know, mm-hmm. decided to unfortunately sacrifice all your weekends and all your times and try to do it at, at stock car racing's highest level. Um, so it it was neat, um, and I got to say I was a car chief. So like you, you know it's kind of known as the highest blue collar position you could be without an engineering degree or anything. And right, I started classes for engineering, but uh,
1: it's all going. That I just way, right? uh, it, and it
0: is, but you know it. I I decided to be a boat mechanic and race car driver instead of pursuing college much more. But
1: so as far as class motorsports is concerned, Kevin Lapierre is the owner. and what what he actually brought me in as a co-owner um so your co-owners and he's the driver yes and uh
0: so in the same sense (coughs) i said to kevin that day you know you could you could block my number and i never know he had kind of the same outlook as uh he's in texas he's always super busy with multiple businesses that he runs he wanted me to be an owner so i had some skin in the game so like if i got wanted to quit I can't just leave. And he's like, because the same thing, you could block my number. He's like, my cars are in some shop in North Carolina I've never been to. And he hasn't been here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that he'd be out with his cars and he doesn't have any other connections in North Carolina all that. So it was kind of funny. We, you know, we made the entity to where we believed in it, believed in each other, and also were committed to each other. And, and now here we are.
1: And Andy, your role, I keep going, I keep saying Andy, 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 Andy. Andy we know Andy, who you're looking Andy. at. I know, I know who you we're looking at. Andy J. Uh, so now your role is driver, but I guess you also are everything guy too in the shop? Or is it a car chief role as well as driver? I
2: just try to help out where I can. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff where obviously, you know, I've had the cars for this long and I've had my hands on it more than anybody. So, there's things that you know i might be able to point out to andy like well i had been doing that this way and andy'll say okay i see that and make that better or change that but at least i'm there to say you know yeah this is how we were doing it you know take it or leave it kind of thing and and andy obviously interjects himself and in, into you know different things we do and and making things better obviously because you know that's where his experience is going to come in but um you know obviously. I know race cars, right. I don't know NASCAR cars Mm -hmm. like he does like, but I have racing knowledge. So there's a lot of ways I can contribute without being, you know, a specific expert in the field where I would consider like him and our crew chief, Mike Dayton would be. So, um, it's sort of different because I've always been, you know, on, on all the teams I've been on, I've sort of been like the guy making a lot of the decisions and, with the ARCA thing, just with my limited knowledge and trying to learn things on the fly. You know, realistically, you know, we ran seven races a year and it, it, it takes a full year, but at the end of the day, it's, it's really only, you know, I have 14 races on the right belt and it's just it's a lot to learn. Right. And it was just something... that seat time. Well, it's seat time, but just the shop time, getting the cars prepared. I, I think driving wise, we did you know, I think we were on par there. It was more, you know, we were beating ourselves before we got to the racetrack, you know, missing certain stuff. Like... Like, we went to a Pocono test, and I had the wrong sway bar arm on the car. And it's just, like, I had set the car up in New York, and we missed half the test because we actually had to, like, make a sway bar arm. We actually used, like, um, a truck. We, like, drove the truck over an old sway bar arm and bent it. It was was weird. But um, to get on the track. But that's just something where I set the car up, and the crew chief, you know, or someone like him could look at it and go, that's wrong. But I didn't know that yet because it's only my 15th ARCA race. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So with Andy being involved and, and getting the cars down here, you know, I can be more of an asset instead of the, you know, the final decision maker. And, and it takes a lot of stress off me.
1: I was just going to ask you, like how much does that take off of <clears throat> you where you can concentrate on driving or finding more sponsors or support? Yeah.
2: I tell you, like Daytona is probably the best I've felt in a race car <laughs> in a long time. Um, you know, we've been down here grinding pretty hard lately, getting ready for Kansas and Talladega just cause we play, kind of playing catch up cause we had some bad luck last year with our, Um, Intermediate cars and in the intermediate races are coming up, so been a little bit of a grind. But you know, having Andy, where I don't have to stress on every last little thing. You know, I'm just sort of, you know, I have my influence. You know, I'm I'm doing my things, but you know, I don't have to think of a thousand things anymore. You know, I can just kind of focus on ten things, and when they get done, I'm in good shape. You know, when 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 the when you're like the last line. all the decisions there's a lot of stress with that because you got to think of a thousand things then and that that kind of weighs on you after a while so you go to the track and you're like oh did I do this did I do that where you know with Andy and our crew chief Mike Dayton having so much experience it sort of makes it all just sort of a little bit easier on me and and it kind of spreads out the you know what needs to get done and everything gets done a lot better you know? so
1: have you officially moved down here to north carolina or are you still going back and forth to new york i i no, i still live in, i haven't i
2: haven't been home in a long time i've been home in a month um how I'll, are the
1: pizzas getting delivered <laughs>
2: it's funny so um <laughs> the the owner of the restaurant's son um, just moved back home. He had been living in Florida and he was going to try coming back home for a little bit. So he had just come home and I was getting ready to leave. So he didn't have any shifts. I'm like, hey, do you want to work for like a month and a half? And he's like, yep. I'm like, perfect. So uh, that kind of worked out. I check in on him. Actually, I think I got to make sure. I don't know if I have Sunday covered yet. So I got to call over there. This but Sunday coming up? I've been trying to keep an eye on it, but it's hard because when I left, I basically planned out three weeks ahead. Mm hmm. And like after that like people like like i don't they're not gonna sign up for a shift like four weeks away like i don't know what i'm doing in four weeks so i'm like okay so i took a picture of the schedule and i wrote down what i had and i just i check it i'm like hey who's doing sunday and it gets figured out it's kind of cool back home so like like they're all watching it on tv they know they know what i'm doing you know it's not like i'm being a bum sitting on the couch and you know come winter time i try to work for them a little bit and catch up a little bit and um, I'm in a really good spot with them. It, I it's great ownership. You know, they're actually going to sponsor the modified a little bit this year. So, am oh, cool. um, pretty excited to have Bob and John's La hacienda on board. So, um, get the plugs in. There yeah, you know, yeah. You can, oh, believe it's me. A bit, it's a little bit different sponsorship. You know, because obviously we're selling pizzas right in Buffalo. So, you know, but um, excited about that. I Think we can do some cool coupon stuff.
1: I'm telling you, you still have to pursue the 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 pizza sponsorship from pizza hut or Domino's or whoever it may be really wrap the car like a pizza pepperoni polka dots on it i'm telling you it's just it's a great story a pizza delivery driver racing in arca yep you know, what are your thoughts on that i mean i think it's a great idea
0: yeah i was actually uh <laughs> i was actually a little upset when recently a, a pizza place did a deal with somebody else and i was like man they
1: they got to know about them
0: you right. you know right. they're really missing an opportunity there. Well,
1: hopefully this show helps that and they, they get to <laughs> yeah, see let's that. Let's get on it. So so what is the what is the day to day operations for you now? It's waking up and going to your own job, right?
0: Yeah. So uh, one thing that's amazing, and like I see, Kevin kind of lets us do our own things, and as long as the cars show up on time, he he's happy. And so far, when we've unloaded, we've been good. Just some bad luck this year, but my favorite part of uh, my day to day right now is I bring my kids to school to start the day and
1: uh, I'm not
0: leaving the house at 5am or or whenever we were. Because you weren't doing that when you worked for a cup team. It was 5.30 I was leaving every day the house at Um, 5.30 I went
1: probably waking up at 4.30 right? Yeah
0: I went three weeks last year without seeing my wife or kids awake um, living in the same house obviously on the road on the weekends but so that's the biggest thing Um, we're working towards it um, the shop has been moved to my house so that helps and it, it helps be flexible you know when it's a small team like this um, it's not seven to four o'clock like some shops uh, you know we joke around that I run the first shift Andy runs the sh- second shift he he sh- shuts down um, but it's still long days you know if, if it isn't a pressing week it's just me and we have Mike Dayton the crew chief come in and um, he, he's actual main job is uh crew chief in a Lamborghini for dream Motorsports, And so we work around that. And then when things get busy Andy comes down and, um, so some days like that's your, your core three other days are just me, you know, and then of course there's trying to split the time between actual laboring, which I, I do less of, you, you know, and, other you know filing bills and what's paid and what's not and ordering parts and thinking ahead and arranging for wraps and hauling and all that stuff and uh you know it's weird i I almost get like a little bit of anxiety when i'm not working on the car i know it has to get done i know it has to move forward but all this other stuff has to get done Hmm. um you know we we loaded last night for kansas give it kind of forced us then to today off and then tomorrow and then we'll travel to kansas tomorrow midday
1: which gives you the opportunity to stop here which i we it worked out really well appreciated very much there was there was a Uh, few
0: plans up in the air we were considering road tripping um out
1: to kansas yeah
0: andy was talking about driving so he could (laughs) drive his car back and then i enjoy a good road trip i do uh and then, uh, then I got in his car and drove it the twenty minutes from my house to
1: the shop we and were didn't setting up. And enjoy a road trip. I'm like, you know what? I don't know that I'm going
0: to do eighteen hours
1: of that car. <laughs> so that's the other thing too. You both have interesting personalities at the both at the racetrack and away from the racetrack. Uh, between your social media posts and just your humor, what has any funny situations happened between the two of you going racing so far yet? I mean, I see that you're busting each other's chops on social media with how late you were. I mean, it's it's nonstop
0: humor. I guess you'd have to be there. I don't really know too many stories. I mean, like, one night I told him I hated him at least ten times. Once an hour? Yeah. Once, once an, an hour. hour. So I stopped at 3 a.m. that morning. Really? But like, like Andy said, I mean, they, they, they did as best they could up in Buffalo. Yeah, you, you know the deal. I mean, you're not going to have the parts and pieces in Buffalo, New York, as you have it down here in Race City usa so as we're uh restoring some of these race cars as i've referred it to (laughs) there's just things like man i didn't see that at first man i didn't come across and it's like all of a sudden when we had to you know have the car wrapped the next day like this body is rough and uh (laughs) so we had to work on that a little bit and get get her cleaner and um but it's all getting better Like, like andy said i mean by the time we said okay it's time to load the car at nine o'clock last night or whenever it was. Like we were very happy with it. Good. Um it came out well.
1: Uh you have one car for Kansas or do you have a backup? We have a backup. For the first time yeah, we ever have, we, we have, <laughs> have a backup. Yeah, we have yeah, half you know, a backup. A, you, you gave a little bit of a smirk is it is you it You know not? that
0: you know that car we tore up at Dayton or Talladega two weeks ago? That's our backup. That's your backup. Okay. <laughs> it's, yeah, that was, and that it's was not a, fixed. No. Oh,
2: really? No, and that was so one thing when it was Andy J racing was, you know, we had five cars, but we really only had like one car because all the parts are just going back and forth. So, you know, we're going to put this other car together. You know, that, and, and this is where I come in a little bit because like all these parts are missing. And Andy's like, What was this part? He's like, Well, it's on that car. And this is that's, that's on that car. And that's on that car. So, like, So you're cannibalizing other cars. Yeah. To make- so, are like-
0: working on it because he goes and does it. And I'm like, No, I will buy more. Like, we will get, like, the goal is to have uh, multiple things. And I think. One I didn't get ahead on was and he just he does a great job trying to save money, but it you know, there's a time versus money scale. Right. And he spent like half a day over on the speedway car, I wasn't even paying attention. All of a sudden the seat's out. I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) Oh, I'm getting the seat belts out. And I'm like, This is our backup car. We're gonna like, no, we can't be taking the seat out of our primary to get the seat belts out, to put the seatbelts in, to put the seat in. The race will have gone on by then. Like, <laughs> and uh, so we're, we're, we're working it. And uh, So time management
1: you're learning, I yeah. guess?
2: I just I just know where all the parts are. And that's where the, the joke came in, because every time I stole something off the other car, I'd be like, so we still taking this as a backup? Or is that it now? <laughs>
1: we, we
0: did pretty good overall, not stealing too much. Uh, no, it could be put back together. but, but we, we It's just funny. Like Again, he, he's done a great job getting the whole program to where it's at for what he had to work with. And, you know, Kevin's vision and all that is obviously a step up Mm -hmm. and, you know, we'll we'll have multiple cars, but like we need to have two complete race cars uh, minus a few things. You know, there's some things that you'll just never have two of or two for the same or one for two different cars or things like that. But. We're getting there. He does a great job trying to save money. Like the other day when he brought me fans that ran backwards because he saved five dollars or whatever it was because he knew <laughs> I could wire them differently to run backwards. But I would he just ran gonna take backwards. the whole. They're fine. Yeah, he'd have just turned <laughs> them around.
2: I've done it. The way I've been they running were, those fans for two years. <laughs> the way that the blade is shaped was wrong,
0: and the way that the housing was, it was only going to work in one he'd way. He worked around that, right? I'm sure he would have. He got, got years, to the they track. Were right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I'm just shaking my head like you've been gone half a day to find fans and you bring me fans that now I have to spend half a day
1: working on. And, you know, we're, we're working towards getting, a, we're, we're a getting more there. efficient. Right. Right. I got you. So what do you got now? What do you besides the ARCA stuff? What about the modifieds? Uh, what about the TQ? What about, uh, you know, all of that stuff with the sport mod? Um, well, whatever? my whole. I think I can f- compete for the whole ROC championship. There this really aren't.
2: Yeah, there really aren't. The, actually, the only conflict I had was going to be the race of champions. So I had. um, Which just, re- just got recently
1: rescheduled for. Yeah, that tour. one.
2: The first one was going to be a conflict. That was actually going to be a points race. OK, so I, I went to Mahoning and um, that didn't go good. driving for John Markovic, but I got some points. So we'll, we'll kind of see how it goes. Um. I mean, like if, if I need to be down here, you know, this is going to be the priority and, um, you know, I want to help Kevin and Andy, you know, make this work and, and I want to be successful at it. And, um, you know, if I feel I need to be down here, I'm going to be down here. So I I guess it's all kind of fluid, but, um, you know, I'd love to be up there running modified races and and hanging out up there. And, um, it's pretty cool to, um, be able to wake up in your own bed, go race and go sleep in your own bed. So those are always nice days they don't take too much out of you and the team really enjoys all that stuff and um you know my family goes to all those races it's it's what we do all summer so if i'm Mm -hmm. if i'm not there you know there's a a big piece missing for everybody so um i want to be up there as much as i can so uh, we'll see. I'm missing an open day at Lancaster already this weekend, so we'll have to work to around. To practice? That. No, it's a race. It's not a oh. ROC race. Um, I oh, can't okay. do the, all the sport. The, there's a ton of sportsman conflicts, but oh. you know, I'll just race that when I can. But the, the modified stuff, we can actually run the whole thing. So, and we just built another midget, so we can get that out there. You
1: built it for indoors, or I built? For... We built an outdoor car now. That's to run with that uh, um, series that comes with the race of champions too. I forgot what it's yeah. called. Yeah, Ni- 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 it keeps it's a mighty midget series. Um, okay, yeah, it's it's been changing ownership
2: a few times here and there. There's um, cool little cars. Yeah, I'll give it to them. Yeah, no, actually, it's, so it's funny. Um, it, it's actually being run by the guy that owned my midget for years, uh, Jimmy. And he lives right behind the shop, so he's always in the shop hanging out. He's a really good friend of mine. So um, it's cool, kind of seeing like it's just. Um, it's really, it's like club racing, so it's just a bunch of guys that do it for, you know, because they love racing, and, uh, you know, Jimmy and his brother Pat have been in it, and their dad owned cars, and um, it, it's pretty cool to go be a part of that, and that's why we like to support it, so. And, um, you know, it gives me another chance to race when I'm home. I can race two nights a week, and...
1: More laps. <clears throat> more laps. It's just, yeah, it's, it's just more laps. Now, what about what about you, Andy? No more modified? I mean, I know you ran one race at uh, New Hampshire. Yeah, that was a pretty...
0: Uh... Unfortunate weekend
1: for us, blowing blew, up two blew, motors. Blew two motors. Uh, we,
0: and that was a deal where, again, with the the cup job, I couldn't be in practice. So Woody Pitcat was in the car for me in practice, made it two laps, blew the motor. Steve Mendoza, good friend of both of ours, uh, packed up his motor from Rome, New York, actually in Richie Evans' old shop he works out of. Really? Packed his motor up, drove through the night, got us his motor. I think we made it to lap 49 <clears throat> from Shotgun on the Field, made it into the top 10 and blew that one up picked up a vibration shut her down and um so it was a rough weekend it was the only time i got to race last year and then kind of another you know factor in my job or whatever is to race more modified this year um right now our our focus is redoing these cars and getting them ready once we kind of get into the swing of things and the new shops laid out better and you know because at any other extra moments kind of into trying to make the shop a little more finished but we're going to get the, the 70 Modified going and, and, and maybe drive some for Steve Mendoza. We've talked about that this year. But that's a goal. Um, down here? Wherever or Wherever we can go. I mean, I know. mean, I still love Northeast Modified racing. And, you know, there's, there's great things going on down here with the Smart Tour. And I'm definitely going to do Loudon. You know, that's a big one that we love to do. But that was part of the deal last year. Uh, you talk about how tough the Cup schedule is they were running North Wilkesboro on Tuesday and Wednesday. And I figured if I left work at two o'clock, um, I could get to the racetrack both days. And I told them, you know, okay, if you let me leave two o'clock on Tuesday, two o'clock on Wednesday, I'll be in here in the mornings. I'll make sure my work's done all that. And at first they approved it. Then they denied it. And I hadn't taken an hour off all year. Um, and to be denied a couple afternoons off was kind of, you know, I won't even be bitter about it. Maybe I'll just say, Oh, this isn't for me oh. so i can I can race my modified again
1: it's such a tough grind working for a cup team because you are planning where you're going weeks out it's- yeah
0: and that's why I don't want to complain about it too much i mean it's still a dream come true I, I'm glad I got to do it you know but at the same time it's a lot the guys it's a that, lot of work the it guys is. that have done it for 20 30 years i give them all the credit in the world I don't know how they've done it um there are those guys that just love being on the road too. yeah guys I, like uh last year our engine tuner kyle kelly was you know had been doing it as long as he's done he, he's just a badass he's hardcore you know i it's it's awesome but you know like i said in that moment i said maybe this isn't for me full time and maybe it will be again but uh i still get that drive in me to, to get out run the modified and it was fun passing people going to the front at loud and while it lasted and and
1: you also want to have time with
0: your family, too,
1: I would assume. Yeah, and at some
0: point, we're going to have a race-off and see who gets to drive the next
1: ARCA race. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Where, where's this race-off going to be? Is it, I'm not uh, going to race against him. Okay. okay.
0: Uh, he Where? he he keeps trying to get me to go to Lancaster, but yeah, I, gotta, I don't really. I think that's like kind of stacking the deck in his favor.
1: Uh, no, you should just do it low budget as possible. Go over to like a go kart track and just go like head to head or something. That, that that's all. I he can't.
2: Like I always, for some reason, I always end up dumping my friends. It's it's been a problem <laughs> my whole career. If I get to be close to somebody and you know we're actually friends, I always end up dumping them. So I just I can't race against him ever. <laughs> I don't think is kind of my fear. Um, I think he's
0: getting a little bit ahead of himself that we're friends, <laughs> but. You
1: <know. laughs> well, you guys have technically raced on the track together before, right? Uh, Limited. It's, it's multiple
2: times, yeah. Yeah. He kind of said it a little bit earlier, like he was kind of getting to know me. Like, we've like, always been like, I, you know, hi, Andy, how you doing? Acquaintances. Or? Like, when I came to that shop that day in, in 2021 to drop my car off, like, Andy Sice is someone I knew. I, the Andy Sice, I wouldn't say we were. You know, and not because, you know, we didn't like each other, just, you know, we just didn't know each other that well. Mm -hmm. And it was sort of, you know, he kept throwing me off a little bit with everything, you know, he's like, well, you could stay here and work on it. You can stay in my spare bedroom. And it's like all this, this stuff kind of just kept happening that
0: way. And let's be clear, it's, it's a in law apartment. I can lock him up. The Harry Gant Suite. The Harry suite. Gant Suite. The Harry Suite. I know there's no yeah, more Harry Gant Suite. There's a Gant deadbolt suite. between where he slept and I slept. Yeah.
1: It, it wasn't just the <laughs> spare bedroom. <laughs> so now that there's no more Harry Gant Suite, where do you sleep? Sli- uh, or is so, there a new Harry Gant Suite? No,
2: so I have like an awesome. Um, cousin and and family down here in Mooresville and they've been kind enough to let me basically live in their garage apartment, which is actually really, it's awesome. And, um, I'm really lucky to have that. And, um, I probably don't spend enough time giving them enough credit. So, um, they're big reason why this all kind of works, but, um, it's kind of the same as it always was for me, really. You Mm -hmm. know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of down here sleeping where I can sleep and just working on race cars all day. So, um, it's pretty similar, but, no, just but just just touching on that point, like you know, when I was down here that first time around, like it was Andy just kind of kept extending this hand, like, Well, if you want a little bit of help, you know, you can use my shop, you know, I can come down and give you some pointers, you can stay in the Harry Gantz suite. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's sort of like weird how it all just just kind of plays out. Like, I didn't plan any of this, like, I never thought that when I bought that first Arca car or when I made that first phone call to him to see if it was impossible. That we were going to be standing here three years later, you know, with this awesome market team and Kevin Lapierre. And it's just everything just sort of, it's like a domino effect. Like I call Andy and he says, okay, it's possible. And then one thing happens. And then Andy helps me out with Daytona and we get, you know, we're fast, right? And -hmm. we go down there, we make this huge impression and I can get sponsors now. So I'm like, I'm going to Talladega and then Andy's helping with that. And very early on, and it's like Kevin Lapierre got involved like very early with me, just, um, right around Daytona, actually the first race. And it's funny, like we got this guy that's always helped my career, like huge asset to me, Bruce Batcha. He's on my, goes all my modified mm-hmm. races, you know, helps out everywhere he can. And he's he's like family. Like I, you know, we text, you know, I love you buddy, you know, we're just really close. And um, so I call him I'm like, dude, like I spent my life savings. We're going to Daytona and I didn't tell anyone this till after I did it. So mm-hmm. he was like one of the phone calls I made. And he's like, this like, this is awesome. Like, Like, I remember this guy, like I used to work with him like 25 years ago. He lives down in Texas now. I'm going to give him a call and I'm going to tell him about you. And I'm just like, I, yeah, do that. That sounds great. He's like, he's like, who knows? Maybe it'll go somewhere. And that was Kevin LaPierre. Just the networking. Yeah. Just, and it was just like one guy, just like, I remember like, so Kevin LaPierre was actually involved with um, Bobby Kigetskis. Back in the nineties. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember that name. So Kevin Lapierre was the guy that brought Aaron's into the the modified series back in the day when, when and so that's where so Bruce Batch is best friends with Bobby Gagetska. So he had a friendship with Kevin. Obviously Kevin had moved to Texas. So um not to say they didn't keep in touch, but you know, they're you know, thousand some miles away, right? So right. but Bruce is just like, Yeah, I just I remember this guy and and so I got talking to Kevin and Kevin um brought one of his companies v1 fiber on board for our second race at talladega he was you know involved from the get-go and you know i got to meeting this guy and he has this awesome family and they, they love going to these races and being a part of this and he's like i've always wanted to be you know he, he had mentioned interest in like a car ownership thing and i'm like <laughs> you know and you got to understand like look at it what it is now versus like i didn't picture any of this like i'm just like holy crap, like I'm going right. to be able to go to Charlotte too. Like, just... I'm just like, one more race, one more race. You <laughs> know what I mean? Like anything to keep going. And I'm talking to this guy and he's like, I'd love to be in like an ownership role. You know, I've only been my dream. And I'm just like, so Andy, you know, he had mentioned like when this started, he was at our motorsports. Now, as I was down there working on the car, he had left our motorsports and he was in this place where, you know, he wasn't sure which way his career was going to go, obviously. And I, I knew he, what he grew our motorsports from. And I'm kind of looking at it and I'm just like, this is guy, like this is the guy you got to talk to. Right. And that was, that was Andy. And we just started having meetings and like he said, it's, you know, I've been in this game for so long. It took me until <clears throat> I was 31 to, you know, turn a lap at a track bigger than a half mile. Like it, it's hard. And I've been promised the world so many times. Oh, with, with, you know, yeah, you're just fighting and scrapping, and yeah. you're just like, hey, you know, this guy's looking at you, or this guy, we're gonna do this, or you know, I got promised a Daytona test before, and just, just nothing materializes, and you know, so when, when, you know, you're sitting there, and I'm, I'm sitting, and we would start. You know, I introduced Kevin and Andy, and they're talking and they're talking about all these big things and big trailers and all this stuff and it was it was hard for me to almost imagine that it was actually going on. It's like you try not to get too excited about it, so I know. I but think- it's like this feels like unbelievable, but my whole mindset the whole time has always been just while it was Andy j racing is just just keep it going and maybe this is gonna work and see what happens and and I mean from day one like you know, everything with Kevin felt different just cause he just, he's just such a, when you talk to the guy, he's just like a straightforward guy, like, cool. and you know, he loves the modified racing. So he was getting involved with, with all of it. And, um, you know, it just kind of worked out. It's, it's, it's just crazy how every little domino, like a thousand things happened to happen in succession to get here. And it's just crazy to think how every little link on the chain, like if Andy had a bad day when I brought that car off and didn't feel like, you know, Invite me in the house Or pointing out All these little things I mean we wouldn't Be here You all know right. what I mean If Bruce Batcha Doesn't You know Hey I'll Make a phone call You know We don't get here You know There's so many Little things And it's It's almost like a. I don't know It's just It's just cool you, and,
1: you know what this is like This is like The Forrest Gump feather You know That just makes Its way through life and and all that something comes along something you know what I mean you're you're going where the racing world is taking you yeah and what I think is also fascinating about this is that you you, this was just supposed to be a one-time thing you just wanted to just run laps at Daytona and couldn't wait to sell it right (laughs) (laughs) all my money into
2: it I'm like I just can't crash I can't crash I like I can't wait to sell it like I'm gonna do this but like this is like it was like big time stress right
1: It has ballooned into how many cars now five cars Mm-hmm. five, cars, five yeah. cars now what is the uh, eventual goal is it to field a, a, a an ARCA team full-time is it to get uh another driver to to come in to uh have uh oh Kevin, I, Kevin I wants to you you win a cup cost- championship
0: or all of them I mean Kevin <laughs> Kevin's a real racer a uh, huge fan but also a very competitive person mm-hmm. um but yeah the conversations we have are are bigger than to what we're doing team. for sure and um
1: xfinity series in the future maybe absolutely try it again absolutely
0: mm-hmm. uh you, you know i mean this is this is the beginning i mean he's very uh vision driven person and that is his vision is to keep going
1: having been through this once before though what have you learned this time around
0: oh that's
1: that's a that's a loaded you know, question y- Yeah, I mean, there's the first so time, much yeah because the first time you know it was the dream of doing an Xfinity series team and then things went sour and you left now are you nervous about like the same thing happening again or like are you going what what has been the um, I don't I don't think I'm nervous at all I think
0: if anything I'm I'm excited you know you know um somebody asked me the other day and uh you know we had great people at our motorsports uh John Marlott's gone. on. He's running the whole Jordan Anderson shop now. He's a shop for Who just
1: won recently. They
0: just won their first race. Brian Graham, who was our mechanic, he was the first person that ever worked for me over there, was the car chief on that car that just won. Good for uh, Tire guy, Patrick Hutt, who moved from uh, Arkansas to be with our motorsports is now. He won races this year already at, at Colleg. Like, I mean, it was a very stacked team that went places and, you know, somebody asked me if you, if you think you had a little bit more pull, um, with those people, with all that, you know, where would our motorsports be today? And I said, you know, I, I think it, I'd be making better decisions, right? You, you believe in your decisions better than anybody else type of thing. But at the same time, I think I'd be foolish to say I'm not better at my job today than I was three years ago when that happened. So I think, yeah, we, we can make better decisions. We can do better things. Um, it's all about getting those right people. Uh, I've been very hesitant on hiring anybody full time because um, it's it, it's difficult out there right now. There's there's a lot of demand for good people and money, and so when you're in a ten race ARCA schedule, it's hard to compete if somebody's just doing a forty hour week job. At, you know, but I can go work in a cup shop and they pay so much. So that, that's hard. I mean, it's the same job, right? If they're working 40 hours a week, what does it matter? They're going to go where they make the most money. So cup people are looking, Xfinity people are looking. But at the same time, you know, Kevin and I have, have talked and we're talking about hiring better people than say a part-time ARCA team because that's the goal. The end goal is to be a competitive team at higher levels. So we, I mean, we have the potential of probably stacking the deck, in Arca with, with the goals of, we want these good cup quality employees
1: and, and stuff like that. So that's one thing I'm learning. Um, you know, with the inception of this new cup car and a lot of jobs going away. Has it enabled you guys to have a bigger pool to choose from as far as uh, talent? Uh, no, I, I don't, the, the,
0: and I can say, cause I lived it last year. The jobs going away thing isn't just, isn't true. Um, a lot of people worried about that especially say in the fab departments body hanging departments different things you still need people to assemble the car so like at colleague we use the richard childress fab shop it's all the same people some people did leave i don't know the exact numbers of employed people but nobody had to get laid off on that deal because That's of good the, the, yeah it's very good um because i know a lot of people even that work chassis shops worried i can't say about like hendrick or places like that but they're still building xfinity cars childress builds xfinity cars they fix um trucks they do stuff so like i i, I mean it's still a lot of the same people so em- employment is just uh I think racing was a really good way for some blue-collar people to make a living for a long time. Mm -hmm. But the rest of the world caught up, right? I mean, the last few years, the world got so expensive that other places had to pay more. And some people got burnt out on racing, maybe got burnt out on traveling, no shop jobs. But finding people in racing is is hard right now. But that's kind of the next step we're at is uh, to find better people. Like I said, as we're working still the, the a lot of hours to get these cars where we want them to be, I'm almost afraid of bringing in people on. And, I mean, that might be a double-edged sword, right? Because if I brought more people on, we wouldn't have to work so many hours. But if I bring people in right now while we're building, it might scare them and go, I'm not working 50 hours, 60 hours again this right. week. That's crazy. And, right. you know, I know my shop's not laid out perfectly where it is right now, but we're getting there. We're getting... Uh, parts and pieces in place so we can build the cars quicker in the shop and you know I'm already kind of circled the weeks after Charlotte um, there's going to be a couple weeks off before our next race that's going to be kind of shop building time pay attention to that again because this, this past month's been our busiest uh, deal like three three races in five weeks you know for a new team small team with one full time employee and two other you know people two other employees is is a lot but We're getting there. We're kind of gauging everything. Like where is a shop that will facilitate what we, the next step we want. And one thing that was neat about the equipment, um, you know, Kevin and I pay attention to team selling things and auctions and different things. And we were looking at a hauler that came up to auction recently and it was, well, this is a step in the right direction. This is a step better than what we got. And he said, well, let's not make, let's not make the next one a step. Let's make the next one a jump. So, I mean, that's where he wants to be, you know. We bought a bunch of stuff to get to the Daytona test. You know, we recently upgraded our toolbox or you know, our pit box. Uh, I had a friend of mine that needed one. I had my eye on a bigger one. And the good thing is the one we bought is the last one we'll ever have to buy. It it, it could be in the cup garage, no problem, as far as the right. toolbox, you know. So, in
1: other words, you're looking for stuff that you're going to hold on to long term, not something that's going to last for a short period of time and then... Yeah. Step up again. Yeah,
0: so I mean that's that's part of the whole strategy looking forward. Which is like investments in equipment, really. Yeah, exactly. This is a good piece of equipment. You got to wait till the right deals come along, you know. If I had to buy this thing new, it would probably would would have been worth five times what we paid for it, you know. So, like any team, we can't be foolish. It's got to be worth it. There's been plenty of stuff I've passed up on and said, "No, no, something's going to come along." You, you
1: know? always find the deals though. You always manage to find stuff. And if not, Jen finds them for you. You know, with all, I don't know that she finds, she finds you as the, much the, as she the bandsaw, hides things. The, the, uh, <laughs> she hides the, she got you the bandsaw. She got you the, like the, what else did she get you Wow. You know, all those posts that you I did may like, <laughs> have stretched
0: the truth when Jen got me those. Typically, I mean, I have used a card with her name on it. Sure. Right. But no, I mean, and that's, that's part of the deal. How people like us get to do this, you know, but at the same right. time, uh, like Andy ran his team, like I've run my team, you know, we've had to wait for the right part or or unfortunately sometimes go without. But now with Kevin's interest in this deal, like he, I haven't had one thing kick back. Like, hey, I know this is a decent investment. I'd like it. Here's why I'd like it. Here's why this one. Here's why now. And I typically get a one-word email back, approved.
1: Really? That's <laughs> yeah. cr- hey, And that's got to make you feel good, though, because you are going to him with what you need and the reasons why you need it.
0: Yeah. And, and, um, you know, we, we went over in detail, uh, a lot of different things, the way that we, uh, thought we had to do business with each other, the way we wanted to do business with each other, all that. And, uh, communication, you know, I don't know, he's probably sick of hearing me say the word, but because I've been in places where I'd say failed the our Motorsports deal and all that, you know, a lot of that can just be traced back to lack of communication. Mm-hmm. so I am an over communicator I am an emailer I am a texter I am a just you don't maybe you don't need to know this but now you know this now you know why um,
1: and so you're that, also covering your ass you, you are you're letting yeah. people know like they can't come back and say well, I didn't know about this when you're telling people and informing it was team. funny
0: one of my dad's best friends was doing some work for him on his house and he brought him a contract and my dad was like just like kind of just oh wow I I didn't like we're buddies and we agreed on this and a guy made the comment contracts keep friends I know what to expect from you you know what to expect from me if we assumed something different you'd get upset so I kind of look at that and I try to just yeah okay we need to know what we expect from each other whether we're best friends and have each other's back and you know we're gonna pick up the pieces for each other all that if you communicate and you just know I'm gonna do this you're gonna do that this is what I'm doing today you're gonna do like I expect you to be at this place at this time, you know, I'm just a big fan of communication. So, um, I think I always have been, but if, if you want to talk about one thing I've learned from the past, that's going to be one of them for sure. Um, and, and, you know, kind of some of the things we talked about was, uh, earlier, just spending the money when it makes sense. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times you'll find out that spending the money when you don't think it makes sense, but like it helps you long term it's a it's a time versus money thing and you know being a three person shop at times you know time time is a uh, kind of tough to come by and to get all these details right so that's one thing i've learned too is just better deal you know when i moved down and i had to buy five thousand dollar spindles and i was used to paying two hundred dollars for my modified spindles and i'm sure it passed on to him to the exact same thing you know now you're Trying to find these used ones and these different things, and you know, you you got to know what's a deal and what's worth it when you can, and and
1: that's part of the a big part of the deal. Thousand dollars spindles, oh my god! So Thinking you, you can spend more, I believe it. No, with with the the prices that I've been hearing lately, it's been insane. So the next uh, item up for you guys is Kansas. That's the next race for you guys, right? Have you ever been there before? You ever mm-hmm. run it? Okay, yeah. so you run. It. How how do you like the track? Do you do you enjoy it or? Are you just running the super speedway and intermediate races this year? Um, So Kansas, we had a bad time last time.
2: I broke my, I didn't tell a lot of people about it, but actually I broke my wrist at Thompson two weeks before that. And I like modified modified. And I basically, I went home and I stormed into a surgeon's office, like in Buffalo. And I was like, listen, like, I want to go race, like can you fix this, like, now? And I got lucky he was, like, a sports guy, right? So we actually, like, made a cast. I brought my steering wheel in. Like, they did the surgery, and we made a cast where I was holding my steering wheel. I didn't tell a lot of people this, because I didn't even know if Arco was going to let me do it. Like, I filed all the paperwork, but I was keeping it very quiet.
1: Are we past the statute of limitations on this story right yeah, now? No, I know. They knew.
2: <laughs> but anyway, so we went there. Like, I, we had just crashed the last race, and um, I just... I had too many irons in the fire, and I probably made a bad decision that me and him disagreed on, and I ended up taking the car back to Buffalo, and we fixed it there, just because I didn't think I could get down to North Carolina in time to fix it, and just went to Kansas. It was bad, basically. Disagreed
1: with. with well,
2: Andy wanted we should go to the North. Car- wanted me to go to North Carolina and fix the car, and I sort of just made the calculation that I wouldn't make it in time if I did that. So, regardless. We went to Kansas, didn't go good. So this time at Kansas is going to go a lot better. So, um, but no, so we just got like, so this is going to be our first intermediate race and just seeing kind of how Andy puts the car together and everything that we're spending time on that we never really had time to spend time on, you know, the first time around, you know, when I was doing it, um, I feel a lot better about where we're going to be. I think obviously the downforce intermediate races are probably the toughest in Arca, and and Kansas is probably one of the harder tracks, but um, they have a good test day over there. And I think we're going to have a lot of time to get a lot better and, and kind of keep working on stuff. And I think the, the goal for this one is to have a, a good solid weekend and, and, you know, get a good finish, build some momentum and then, you know, take what we, learn at kansas and start applying that on forward to charlotte and then on forward to pocono in michigan and sort of just kind of keep incrementally you know gaining on things and learning things and, and kind of growing as a team
1: how do you guys find time to do all this stuff i, I mean really with building a midget the modified the sport the sport mod Arca, five arc of cars like I, I just i don't understand I, i'm doing this show and it's barely in, <laughs> i'm barely keeping up he uh
0: i've said it to him a lot and I don't know. I I won't talk about me. I I know I work a lot, but like Mike Dayton was a huge, huge find and uh, he works a lot. We all work a lot. We're very fortunate. Our families agree with it, all that. Um, For me, like I said, this year, one thing that's nice is, you know, I can work from eight o'clock when I get back from dropping the kids off till three in the morning, but I can stop when the kids get home and I can hang out with them and I can go to dinner and, uh, you know, Andy comes in for dinner, and I mean, the other day, like we were doing a puzzle with, with Lyle and Peyton, and it's just like you got to make time for that stuff, right. um,
1: which is huge. But what are you gonna do when Lyle wants to race? You know, he's what five, five six, six. Years? He's, he's six. He can race right now. He could race. Um,
0: and honestly, I think having the cars <laughs> at the house sparks it a little bit. Want, he doesn't want to doesn't, race, even though the other shop. So we're we're back and forth between the, the new shop we built and a shop that I own where we had our motorsports and Jordan Anderson was running his truck series team out of there. Um, he uses it for storage. I rented part of it back and that shops about 20 minutes from the house and, and Lyle. It's funny. Doesn't really care to go there. He, yeah. he, he likes going in the hauler cause there's snacks there. But, <laughs> uh, beyond that he doesn't. And I could tell right away, we've only been at the shop at the house cause it's so new a couple weeks. And it's he's out there a little bit more, and it's hey, can you stop start my go kart? Let me run my go kart around. And, oh, know, so he has a go kart to drive. He's got right? like a like a off road go kart, like a mini side by side. Right, and, right. Um, it's it's funny, and you know we want to go to Millbridge. Yeah, okay, I'll go to Millbridge. And we talked about actually this morning going to Millbridge tonight, and he's all about it. So it's nothing I'm gonna force on him. And unfortunately, you know the go kart race in this area is so competitive that I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna have to get in deep. When it is, you got to focus on it. Like I'm not gonna want to go wicked competitive. You know, uh, These so, guys
1: are separated by a tenth.
0: Yeah, I'm torn whether I want him to not. It's just gonna be if if he wants to or not. And you know, unfortunately, Andy J's Arca cars will probably just you know get less three a.m.s when I'm working on Lyle's go kart. Right, right. <laughs> no, uh, it it'll be interesting. We got time, and I'm not trying to rush him to do it at six years old because right. you know the deal it's so much work you have to love it yeah and i i think i loved it when i was 10 you know begging my parents to go do it but uh yeah i could see
1: where it's easy to get kids burnt out by the time they can get in a big car you know yep it's uh it, it definitely does the one thing that uh we had um Willie Mullins on yesterday I'm sure you Big guys Big Willie yeah Big Willie super Willie. nice guy you know but one of the things that I, I got from him is they want to go and have fun you, you know you want to go and enjoy yourself at this and I think that is something that a lot of these guys forget too is to go and have a good time I mean there's only going to be one winner so like you've you've got to go and at least enjoy yourselves and that's part of what we're trying honestly
0: to pitch class like it's that's what it's about I mean like Andy said, Kevin is a huge race fan and was going with his family. It's very much about family. I I don't think I've ever seen Kevin go by himself. I mean, sometimes just him and his wife, but most times it's his son and daughter who are also involved with the race team. Um, and that's part of the deal. Like when I pitch, Hey, I haven't been able to bring my family, you know, in the hall or on the pit box in the past. Can we do that? He's like, yes, I want you to do that. And I think he knows how hard we're all working too. So like, Sometimes the race weekend is the only time we can have our family there, and you know he walks up into the lounge of the trailer, and the kids got it a mess and coloring and crown. He thinks it's great; like it, it's it's been awesome. That's awesome. Um, so that's part of our goal too is to get that back going because when you're racing modifieds, like Andy said, I mean, there's your family and you know the crew that becomes family that you don't want to leave behind doing this stuff. And unfortunately, you know, I've been in situations where. They're not allowed and, and all that so that's that's part of the deal is incorporating it
1: you, you you know when um in this sport we see car owners come and go we see race teams come and go drivers come and go what do you guys do to keep longevity in this sport uh you know like there's longevity in different ways of just being a driver or you know, staying healthy, uh, I mean, just working hard. Like, what is, what is, you think, the key to longevity in this sport is?
0: Uh, obviously, we're not mentally stable. would <laughs> be the biggest thing. If, none of it makes sense. You're starting to make me question it now. No, um, it's a love of it. It's absolutely a love of it. Um, I'm very fortunate. My family loves it and how supportive my parents are, you know, in my racing, but also anything I need. You know, before we went to Talladega, my mom's in the hall or scrubbing it. My dad's painting some rusty spots on the trailer. And like, you know, he he could absolutely run any race team he wants to, but he's just there to help out what he can. And so we're having a support system is huge. Having the people around you that love it is huge. Um, But at the same time, like, like what we're trying to do again with incorporate the family is just not burn people out, including ourselves. You you know it happens I mean, easy
1: in this sport. It,
0: it is, and um, you know it's just the the right situation or the wrong situation. Again, I've I've been in situations where, as much as I love racing, I absolutely love it, undeniably an unhealthy obsession with it. <laughs> and I've had months where I'm like, I'm never doing it again. I am absolutely not, and it doesn't make sense that my house is falling apart and my trucks don't run and my grass is high and I haven't seen my kids and I haven't seen my wife. So you have to get out of those situations and and find yourself where you you get this much time for yourself to to keep it sane and i you know again talk you asked me what i've learned from three years ago with other race teams and that's probably one of them i'm not saying
1: i'm great at it when i should be better but that's definitely one it's hard to balance that life at home and life at the racetrack but andy what about what about you uh, longevity in the sport what do you what do you think? I think he touched on it a lot like
2: like not getting burned out like like i brought up the sore subject of that that kansas race where you know i was just doing everything wrong and that was just like one of those points i got to where it was like you know i think i need to do this a different way i, I need some help if i'm going to be able to keep doing this because it become it gets to a point where you know you're scrounging to do things and you start doing things the wrong way and then things go the wrong way and then you're not running good and it becomes less fun. So I think just kind of learning how to evolve with it and not make it, you know, too hard on yourself and, and just surviving every day with it. But, you know, and then the other thing like I brought up earlier is just like, he's talking about like the support system. Like, you know, I talk about like wanting to race back home or, you know, when I'm racing on TV, like, you know, it's not just me. Like, like when I, like, there's a lot of people around me between like my team. Like, my team travels to all these races. Like, you know, like my uncle Jake's, my, you know, Rick Hoctor, all these guys, they're going over the wall, like, still on the Arca car. Like, and, you know, they're bringing, like, you know, Jake brings his, his fiance and Ricky brings his daughter. And my mom goes to all these races. And, like, there's like, you know, like 30 people in my life that are building their weekends all summer around me. So it becomes. It motivates you. It becomes, yeah, you know, it becomes like I'm one part of like that. Like, it's what we do.
0: Mm-hmm. It's so, not just motivates you. It, it saves you because you're doing it. In what it way? Because you have them. And it, 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 it totally different. Totally different than traveling and, you know, being in a hotel room and door dashing and all that. Like, the moments away from the competitiveness where you have your normalness to lean on, your your family members to maybe have a conversation that has nothing to do with racing for a minute or you know you catch up from your weeks again if you talk about your mom your significant other whatever like you could talk about anything and it 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 does help that and that probably you need that in your life
1: to be able to do this for your whole life you know it's funny that you say that too because you you bring up a really good point because uh I'm at the point right now where I'm selling all my racing stuff because I'm just. Don't worry,
0: you'll you'll. That's just a weak moment. You'll come back.
1: <laughs> no, it's actually not.
0: Uh, I, I'm selling. Uh, this is recorded. We will have this
1: documentation for your I, next purchase and team build. Uh, well, maybe down the road, but right now I'm kind of parting with everything because I. To be honest, COVID kicked my ass. It kicked my business's asses. Uh, So I don't have the money or the funds to do any type of racing right now. But the other reason, too, is that I'm all alone in the shop. I'm by myself. You know, like my family's back up in New York. My other half of my family is in Texas. Like I go to the track, it's just me and my wife i work on the car it's just me if i celebrate it's just me and my if i win you know the last win that i had it was just me and my wife celebrating I, there were some other friends there but like that family that group that you guys talk about is not there and i think that takes a lot of the wind out of the sails well, too. How,
0: i mean how much would you enjoy it more to finish 10th back in the northeast with your family than winning down here with You know, and again, your wife would be there. That is actually a really good question. I mean, we
1: all want to win, but, you know, like all of my wins that I've had, uh, like none of my family has been there. So that's kind of like, I mean, like, and all of my nephew's wins. I have never been witness to any of them. The only win that I have been witness to for my family winning was my brother's first win when it was that, and that was 1999 when he beat Drew Fenoro, God rest his soul. I think I was there. I read your
0: story and, um. I think I was there in the stands because Star Speedway was my home track, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, just loved every minute of it. My parents would take me there, and I—I I mean, Drew Fenora was just the man. Oh my god! And just like, you know, a true sportsman, class act, not a not a showboater. Yep. but tough as nails. And, too. and Gene's team was so professional. So when you saw them roll into town, like when somebody beat them. That was a big deal. Not saying they went undefeated or anything like that. That you know it happened because there were a lot of good teams. But eighty-five wins had and to, nine
1: NEMA championships. Yeah,
0: I mean you, you had to beat them to win. And I remember
1: that that day, and it was pretty cool to to relive that. That was it was a photo finish. My brother just got Drew, I think, by a half a car length at the line. And that was it. I, I you know, I was in the race, too. My brother was putting a lap on me, and when I saw Drew th- go flying underneath him, going in the corner, I thought, ah, that's it. There goes our chance it So, went. I mean, there's
0: Little Star Speedway, right, where we grew up, and and, you, and your brother was there, and you got to do it. Would you rather do that again? Or you could win at IRP or somewhere that you know midgets are the, the holy ground, yeah. but you're standing there by yourself. Which one would you rather do? You know that's that's a great
1: wait. Who's interviewing who here? <laughs> I <was laughs> say the Andes <laughs> have flipped this. Yeah, really, he's, he's flipping the script. But I'm there. just saying that that's Don't the moments I've had the last few years to end up where I'm at. Oh, I I, I know. Believe me, I, I you know the, the first year that we were running on dirt, we were on, we won four races and a championship, but uh, none of my family was was first there. of all we were there. Sim- you were there. Sim- that's Sim- was right. there. That's right. Simba was there. Oh yeah. my god. I keep forgetting that. Yeah, uh, running at Millbridge. Thank you for being there. So, and I heard Simba passed. So, yeah. Uh, I loved I, I loved him. He was sweet dog. Yeah, that was a, that was
0: a tough deal, but we were we were lucky to have him for sure. And we've got Pumba now. Yeah, we got Pumba now. He keeps He's eating not my nuts and bolts. He is a true retriever. Um he doesn't eat the things like Simba did, but he <laughs> eight
1: nuts and bolts
0: oh yeah he we had to have no. him like x-rayed and passed and all that <laughs> for multiple times um but Pumbaa has a graveyard I call it he like it like quite literally if we're looking for hardware from the car I walk around back and it's right next to the the deck on the new house and next to Jen's shoes and the kids cups and all the other things he's taken and stolen about half a dozen of my socks and uh <laughs> so it was it was funny my after you know Simba passed it was tough and we thought, okay, I, didn't, I never realized how much of a dog house we had. Like, we were dog people. Like, we had a dog, but we don't have pictures of dogs everywhere and welcome mats of dogs. But apparently, we were dog people. And Jen's like, well, you know, I don't, don't want to get one now, but I want to get one. And maybe we wait six months or a year. About a month went by, and she said, um, the breeder that I was interested in had a dog open up. And, um, oh, not you know, shop. what do you, you think? Adopt, I man. go, don't shop. Well,
1: save a life with the,
0: with the kids. We like golden retrievers. I'll just put it into that. Like we with the kid and you and they don't come up for adoption very often. Right. But um I feel a lot more dogs. I feel a lot more comfortable with, with golden tree. Retrie- and there's a lot of dogs out there that deserve homes, don't get me wrong, but um it's something that I grew up with and like. But yeah, so she called me up and she's like, Well, what do you think about that? And I just said, I I really don't feel that you're asking me And she's like, <laughs> No, that's right. Tomorrow we're gonna take a ride, you have to come with me the dog. Yeah. So now we now we have a new dog oh my god yeah you're growing him it's not like it was his decision it,
1: right <laughs> there's very few that are I mean, very, okay well you, it's you got jen who's you know the boss obviously so and then uh, i got a few you got, got a, a few, few bosses right? yeah. you got a few There's lyle and peyton they, they're your bosses my, my my parents are still very much my bosses i can't wait to see peyton behind the wheel I was going to say that earlier. You know, gonna, I think I think you got a shoe there. She's so going to be.
0: Lyle is our sweetheart. Yep. And Peyton is our honey badger. Mm-hmm. So that may make sense. Uh, you may have <laughs> to look out for the other kids. It could be bad. Um, oh. Lyle may be the engineer, or take after his mom. You know, I mean, like I said, he's 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 a sweetheart, but he's also very calculated. And you watch him drive the, the, the go-kart around the house. So there's potential there. And then Peyton will just be the wrecking
1: ball for sure. <laughs> she's just the bull trying yeah. China show. Oh, absolutely. Oh my God. The looks, the, the the looks that she gives you when she's like judging you. Oh yeah.
0: I mean I never <laughs> felt so judged. I mean, even when she was like two. <laughs> and this is this was this is your kid, you yeah. Oh I mean yeah, yeah. This is when two well, we talk about this is when two stubborn people procreate. Right. So that's me and John.
1: <laughs> so Andy, what about you? Um Obviously, you know, the ARCA race is next on the schedule. Um, You guys just are going to run the big tracks. You're not necessarily going to any of the small places like Elko Speedway or where where are some of the other shorter tracks they run. You're not going to run New Smyrna or anything.
2: No, well, everything's kind of fluid, you know, and we're kind of still learning about, you know, where we should be going and what makes sense. So um, I wouldn't even say we have, like, a super hard schedule, but I would say, you know, short tracks, I... You know, I pretty much figure we plan on Bristol, and um, we did Toledo I, last year. You yeah, the goal is I think to run it, to run ten Arca races this year, mm-hmm. and so with the Bristol race added to all the big tracks, that puts us at nine. So I think to add
0: the tenth, it's probably Toledo. Um, Will you
1: ever run the full schedule? That's kind of up to it, these it's guys. Been
0: talked about it, like I said, it's it's gonna grow. So. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it'll depend on where we're at opportunity wise, looking at things partner wise. Um, you know, one thing I think similar to, to my arc of career with, with our was you'd think we're short track racers. So we're going to go short track racing and maybe that would make more sense. But because we're competitors and we're up for a challenge at the same time, we've done short track racing. So we want to see what is this big track about like i don't want to say we're forgetting our roots but it's the challenge like it's you want to try the big stage and then the next thing is if we're going to grow this team if we're going to get experience for the next level you know we need to have experience on these mile and a half and these super speedways and things like that so that kind of helps in all departments so you've got the shorter tracks down what
1: I'm not yeah, saying was, we got them down. We could always improve. We could always be yeah, better. Yeah, sure you never stop race, It isn't any easier. No. It, I mean, it's- it, <laughs> like, You never stop. You get granted. You never stop learning. But
0: Let's say we did switch and go to a, a bigger series. There's no quarter miles. There's two half miles, one three quarter mile that drives like a super speedway. You, okay. you know, so- Road um, courses. Yeah. And too. Andy's been doing the road courses and we're looking to maybe add,
1: add more to that. So mm. uh, that's obviously a, a whole nother program. You when know. you guys look at your program right now compared to something like Venturini Motorsports, is is the is the equipment just as good, or a, and they have a lot of resources and shop space and all of that and people and personnel, or is it a situation where you are going to build up to that equipment?
0: Oh, we're definitely not there yet. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a small team. You know, I, I'd say minus mine and say mike dayton's experience we're we're still a very small team i mean we're at a three bay shop at my house uh with one employee you know a lot of teams have that the team is built on used cars that that uh you know kevin and i found or andy found because a lot of it's still his equipment he originated with so we're we're building there and we're kind of sifting through things and updating cars and we can so i mean Venerini does everything right like they're a true professional of the sport they could go run Xfinity no problem y- y- you know uh, we obviously want to get there but we're not there yet and one thing we kept talking about this year I think we started talking about it last year but it just didn't form up is this is kind of the dress rehearsal so we're we're getting used to the schedules we're getting used to
1: the dress rehearsal for what running a full season or moving up
0: just in general like, like right. this isn't even our you know put our foot in the ground debut season we're part-time we're just getting some equipment we're getting the shops laid out we're getting personnel laid out you know it's not a situation where we open the doors on a twenty thousand square foot building and hire 20 people and, and bought two of everything mm-hmm. we're just slowly getting there and you know so far i think it's been good
1: awesome well guys as always we always ask if you come back again on the show because we always want to hear the updates and what you guys have been up to and you, you know just give us uh, a briefing of what's going on in the world of Andy and Andy. So this is uh, this is great. Thank you, appreciate it. We appreciate Thanks you for guys Adams. coming back on the show. Yeah. Andy Seiss and Andy Jankowiak joined us on the Derek Perniciglio show. We want to thank you for tuning in, and as always, we'll see you the next time. Bye.